yo, 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 we're back. <laughs> wait, yo, wait, yo, wait. yo, yo, that's, yo, yo, that's yo, 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 yo. That's how you want to do it? Hey, yo. That's nuts. <laughs> I, this is, this is a disaster. What are you talking about? From the be- very beginning. You're yo yo yoing. I thought it was going very well. I thought first it was going you're very yo well. yo yoing me about when you're ready to do this. Now you now you're literally yo yo yoing me. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I, if I, if I may, oh God. If, if I may. Okay, please do. <laughs> By all means. This is what happened just moments ago. Oh my God. This is a text thread. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, at 7:29, <laughs> Bill says, "I'm experiencing massive network problems right now." I say, "Oh no! What shall we do?" Very concerned, very supportive. (laughs) (laughs) If I do say so myself. (laughs) 7.30, you say, can you give me some time to troubleshoot? 7.31, I say, sure. (laughs) Again, very supportive, friendly. (laughs) I'm obliging you. Yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead. 7.32, just moments later. Uh Uh-huh. You say, I think I've got it sorted. I turned off my Wi-Fi repeater, and everything seems to be working properly. I say, okay, fire it up, son. <laughs> then you say, what I'm going to say, of course, is please be patient and hold your horses. Right. You're yo-yoing me. No. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm ready. I'm not ready. I never once in that chain said I'm ready. <laughs> Read that back again. I you... think I've got it sorted. Yeah. That alludes mean, to being ready. It, it doesn't say I'm ready. It says, I think, I might not have it sorted, but I think I have it sorted. Uh, could be sorted, yeah. could not be sorted. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't say, let's roll or anything like yeah. that. It doesn't say, it doesn't say, yo, 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 we're back. Oh, no. Oh, no. He did it again. <laughs> you were very specific about what the problem was and how it's no longer the problem. Well, I assumed that was the, the problem. I didn't really have uh, any hard data to back up my <sighs> supposition. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I'm, let me say this. Okay, please do. Despite the struggle it was to start again with you, <laughs> I could not be happier to be back in the saddle. I know. It's been entirely too long, and it's all my fault. It's entirely my fault. It is not your fault. Direct, but it is my problem. Yeah, that's correct. You knew where I was going on that. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it was you know I was living in limbo. I was couch surfing. I had a cat. I had uh, yeah, no Wi-Fi. The, tell the story was, because people don't know it hasn't been broadcast at all. Like you, you, you actually moved your domicile. We will no longer ever be having a recording at Ariana Studios. Ariana Studios is a thing of the past. They're closed. Good riddance, I say, to bad rubbish. You want to record here, close. Close, close. It's closed. closed And I didn't, so I closed (laughs) the door on my way out. And I said, hey, how about that security deposit? (laughs) Place looks good, doesn't it? (laughs) I've been assured that I will be receiving it. I have not yet received it. Okay, we'll keep tabs on that. You will definitely, there will be a security (laughs) deposit watch. I got to get working on the jingle. (laughs) Well, we've all heard that before, haven't we? <laughs> this guy works in a jingle for a year and a half. <laughs> I think I've got it sorted. <laughs> Not yet, you don't. <laughs> so then there was a long search for an apartment. A few looked very promising. I thought I was getting close, and they got taken from under me. I was yeah. left in a limbo situation. It's a market. It's a tight market. Times are tight. It's tight. 
It's t- men can't work. None all of them. them. Yeah, it's just terrible. Come down the line, doctors, <laughs> lawyers, zumbos. <laughs> we're we're just we're out on the street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I I have uh, I have secured a domicile. I am in the friendly confines of that domicile. It's uh not to reveal too much, but it's on Shunk Street. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Spell yeah, that yeah, for yeah. me. That's S H U N K. And uh, the local parlance would have me say, I am a shunky monkey. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like uh, a segment on one of those like uh, ESPN shows. You've been shunked. <laughs> yeah. Some asshole talking head named Shunk. That's right. He's like, I'll shunk you. Yo, man, you've been shunked. You got shunked. <laughs> bad graphic that goes along with <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm down here at the Funky Shunky. And, oh, I love it. And it's, it's feeling good right now. Oh, that's nice. So apologies all around. Apologies to the audience. It's great to be back. We will make this a regular thing again starting today. Starting tonight. Starting, starting with, tonight's <laughs> with tonight's recording. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, thank you for your patience. Oh, it's great to be back. You were very patient with me. I want. I do want to extend a hand and say thank you. You were. You didn't at, at all give me any business that I would have given you the entire time. <laughs> so I'm very well, grateful. What am I going to do? What am I going to uh, do? I'm going to. You know, well, I'm going to not do this with you. What am I going to do? I don't know. I'm I mean, I would hope do. that you would not be that way. So <laughs> it's good. It's well, you're good. welcome. And you know, we're back, but we're not. You know, <laughs> we're not all that. <laughs> ready to be back so we're doing a schlep episode because like why yeah, you know we're, why we're back and and literally no better that's right <laughs> so we're gonna slip back in with something some some schlepping around here some half-assery that's what we do best that's right so tonight's schlep episode i do say tonight because we are recording this it's very late at night it's, it's an after dark situation it sure is it's lovely yeah. um so what we're doing is uh you know that old story about I always think of it about John Houseman. Someone said, you know, he's so good. I would I would watch him read the phone book. Right. Yeah. So we uh, we thought we'd come up with a list of actors and actresses who meet that standard for us. Someone who, if you were sitting in an auditorium and you knew you were signed up to watch somebody read the phone book, who would you want to see walking out of the wings and onto the stage carrying, you know, the Philadelphia <laughs> Regional <laughs> Telephone Directory? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be sitting there for a few hours listening to a lot of numbers. Who has the the dulcet tones, the the variety of inflection, the the timbre that yeah, you want? Who has right. it all? And and it doesn't matter what they're saying. It's just a joy to hear them and see them. Exactly. They can deliver no matter how bad the, or great the material is. They're always That's good. right. And speaking yeah. of, can we stop delivering the phone book, the actual phone book? <laughs> I thought we did. <laughs> I I that we still get phone books. Do you? Yeah, down here on the shunk. <laughs> Lousy with phone books. <laughs> I don't think we've gotten one for a couple of years. We used to get no. them a lot, but I don't, That's I don't good. believe we've gotten one recently. But yeah, you're right. Fuck that. Fuck the phone book. <laughs> Fuck the phone book. Fuck the phone. Fuck the phone book. <laughs> Look, he's all fired up now. <laughs> we need a new paradigm for this for the the phone book uh, thing. Right, we need like we a, an actor that you could listen to read a Reddit Re- thread <laughs> read, <laughs> or read the contacts out of their phone. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. It's. I'm gonna have trouble because I know at least one of my people 
uh, issues owning a computer or a phone. So that's really? gonna be that's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear who that is because that that guy or gal is my hero. I I envy them. And some of mine may have died before the days of cell phones too. So they, I was gonna say you probably went a little old school on me. You know me. I'm 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 very much in the very recent terms of of people. Yeah. Which is what we do. That's right. That's, it is what we do. That's exactly right. It's a it's the breadth. That's why people come back here for the breadth <laughs> of our knowledge. Breadth. And the pronunciations. <laughs> We're the best things than sliced bread. Bread. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right. Well, I know I know that you have more people than I do. So you uh, should yeah, probably Yeah, because kick I it care off. more and I work harder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I should go first since I have a few more. I think so, yeah. I also have a, a bunch of honorable mentions, so if we haven't quite filled the time, oh, I think I'll we'll just throw it. those in at the end. <laughs> now, yes, I also have I have a smattering of men and women. Good. Uh, I hope that you did the same. I will confess that when I when I got my first draft list together of my like top five, they were all white men, and I was like, "This is men. not this is not good. I cannot." I cannot suffer that anymore. That's a shame. So I that's went back shame. and I, I peppered in some variety, some diversity because it really... Okay, that's racist. <laughs> Why? You peppered in <laughs> the black folks? No, they they deserve to be there as much as anybody else. <laughs> I added some chocolate chips to the vanilla pudding. <laughs> okay, maybe the phrase wasn't yeah, perfect. Yeah, watch your phrasing on peppering in. <laughs> But I understand what you mean. Yeah, I filled it out with uh, with some you, diversity. You grind, you pepper ground some people in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so now I feel better about my group. Okay, it's great. Still well, very, that's great. Still very white and ma- and he- male heavy, but I, I, I feel mean, better about a- it. As are we. So that's right. I you mean, know, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it, stupid is as stupid does. That's exactly right. Uh, I'll start with uh, I'll start with one, Mister Sean Connery. Oh, that's I, a great I, choice. I could absolutely listen to that guy read the phone book. That's right? terrific. Yeah, of course you could. Yeah. Who who would claim to be that? <laughs> who was not? <laughs> and of course we love him from uh from the the Untouchables. The Untouchables. So many things. And so many other things. Oh my god, he's so good. And it, and his voice is what I think sets him apart for most people, wouldn't you say? It's it's not so much the range. I mean, he's very good, but yeah. he's always Sean Connery. <laughs> That's true. That's right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and he and whoever he's playing, he's going to use his accent. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But it's so goddamn pleasing that it doesn't matter. It is. And it's like he's like he's Scottish or something, isn't he? Like um, he is Scottish. Yes. Yeah. And I yes. think that it's it's that's what makes it so interesting is it's like this English Scottish mix that he's got work in there that sounds so cool. Can you give me a hoot man just for old time's sake? <laughs> hoot man. <laughs> that's what all the Scots say when they see Sean Connery come. <laughs> hoot man. Hoot man. Yeah. But it's like his voice is so great. It's like crushed velvet, but like but like it was crushed by a 1-ton hydraulic press. You know what I mean? Like it's manly but velvety. Yeah, yeah it is. It's but super very manly, manly and smooth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He so is like I, one of those guys that like all men want to be. You know what I mean? And that's what makes him so He's That's attractive right. yeah. to both both men and women. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Well, I prefer an older Connery, though. I don't. The oh. younger Connery can uh, no no thanks. Interesting. Your short terry cloth shorts do nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there's a movie. He's in a couple of. I don't know if you've ever seen these war movies, but he's in a, a couple of old war movies where he's really young too and really good. Uh, and one, I want to say he's in the Longest Day. I don't know. I got to look this up now because I think that's wrong. But he's in some old black and white uh, war movie, and uh, he's like super young, like like eighteen, twenty year old Sean Connery, and it's fascinating. I love I love seeing his. It's a very small part. He's got like a little cameo, and I love seeing it. Um, You're saying the Longest Day? Yeah, I don't. Maybe I think that's. Yeah, is no, it the Longest doesn't, Day? Doesn't he doesn't appear to be in the Longest Day? Damn. No, that's way too old for him to be in. Uh, but there is an old black. It's 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 um, but it's like that. Like he's on the beach and he's 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 like I said, he's got this tiny little part, but he's on the beach at uh, um, at Normandy or whatever, and it's like, it's great. I wish I could tell you what it was. I wish you could too, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I prepared for my people. I didn't prepare for Sean Connery. Fair enough, fair enough. How is Sean Connery not on your list of white people who you like to hear their voice talk? (laughs) I mean, it's not that he's not on my list. I love him, of course, but it's, uh, he just, he's not one of my, one of my choices tonight. That's That's more than fair. Speaking of one of your choices. Would you like one? I would love one. Okay, good. I'm going to start out with uh, a lady. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I've gone with uh, the magical and effervescent. I kind of want to like give you clues and see if you can guess who it is. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'll play that game. Is that fun? I'll play your damn game. <laughs> is that fun? <laughs> it's totally fun. Okay. She was uh, nominated for two Academy Awards. Two Academy Awards. In 1973 and again in 1974. 73 and 74, out of my purview. <laughs> both times. But I'll, but I'll stay focused. Both times for Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress. The 1973 movie is uh, stars uh, Ryan O'Neill, who she did a couple okay. of movies with. Oh, old Rai Rai. Uh-huh. And the uh, 1974 movie uh, stars the uh, Gene Wilder and Cleavon Little. Ooh. Oh, uh, uh, I think I know who, I think I know, <laughs> but I can't pull her name. <laughs> oh, she's, should I make, should I sit here and wait she, until you do it like you do to me? <laughs> hilarious. That's right. Right? Yes. The beautiful and she does and funny, have, yeah. Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn, of course. Yeah. Tip of my tongue. I love Madeline Kahn. I think she's of the best. Of course you can. <laughs> Yes, we can. I would do the con con. Right? Isn't I she love the best? Madeline Kahn. I do too. The, simply the best. She what really a great is. choice. And someone who like, you know, is always funny. Like it doesn't matter how bad the movie is that she's yes. in or whatever. She's always got a hilarious character and she can do all kinds of cool stuff. She can sing like a bird. Like she's just like has this amazing like operatic oh, singing yeah. voice. Uh, um, and she would somehow find a way to make the phone book funny. Exactly. You just know it. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's a great choice. That's what I'm saying to you. That's such a fantastic choice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did you know that her first movie was What's Up, Doc, in 1972 with Ryan O'Neill, uh, the aforementioned Ryan O'Neill, and Babs, Barbara Streisand? Of course, Babs. Yeah. And she's hilarious, of course, in that movie. She plays Ryan O'Neill's... Like, um, busybody uh fiance and then babs of course comes into the relationship and kind of busts it up but it's uh she's hilarious Fucking babs yeah 
<laughs> and I love her in Paper Moon. I mean, Paper Moon is just, it's a great movie. Paper Moon is fantastic. Yeah, and like, fantastic. Uh, Blazing Saddle is just uh, uh, over, over the top great. Like, yeah. it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get funnier. Just so good. She's great. And she probably has, like, if you go through her IMDb filmography, she probably has the, the best list of character names in the history of movies. <laughs> Because you're reading through and she's <laughs> Lay some on me. She's playing people of course there's there's Lily von Stupp, who she plays in uh Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles, of course. You got Mrs. Mun- Munchnik <laughs> in, <laughs> in Mixed Nuts. She plays uh Pigeon Plum Tree in Avonlea. Lola Hopper, Lois Gullickson. Amazing. Uh, Gussie Mossenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Gussie Mossenheimer. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see if there's any other funny ones in here. Lutetia Swain. I mean, that's plenty as it is. Empress Nympho. <laughs> oh, see? It's just, it's just, Bunny Weinberger. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, There's so much fun. So, yeah. You know, the, the, she was also very sexy. Like, and they use that. They all, like, all of those names, they sort of allude to, uh, you know, sexualizing her in some way. That's right. That's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I, we, 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 um, it's good that we're not doing that anymore, but for her, it just kind of, it just, it was like the right groove. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she proved like that you can be a woman and be beautiful and sexy and funny all at the same and time. And funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't talk about her enough. No, she's, she's, she's gone too soon. She was fantastic. God damn it. We just don't talk about her enough. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Madeline Kahn. There you go. Pour one out for her. That's right. She's great. <laughs> we miss her. <laughs> we do. Uh, I'll go to one off my lady list. Okay. My lady list. <laughs> 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 and uh, I'm sure you know who this actress is. Maybe not by name. She's She has varying degrees of fame among people. Oh, okay. But um, I, I'm sure you've seen her in several things. And her name is Marianne Cotillard. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, You know sure. Marianne Cotillard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that there pronunciation of her name, but I do. I well, do wha- well, y- you say it Co- then. Is it Cotayar? Like that? Is that <laughs> Cotayar? Is it Cotayar? 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 I think it's Tatonka. Cotillard would Cotillard. be That's if good. I was I like that. saying it with gusto. Yeah, I like that. Cotillard is good. Yeah. I approve of that. And there are certain scenarios I would say it with gusto (laughs) where Miss Cotillard is involved. (laughs) She is a dynamic, dynamic woman. Give me some of her uh, filmography so I can place her in a film that I know. Is she the Amelie woman? Is that where I get to know her? No. No. You're, you're, uh, yeah, you're, there's a, there's a Francophile going on there. She's also French. Yeah. I get her mixed up with the other French ladies. (laughs) <laughs> well she was most famously i think recently in inception oh okay yeah uh you know what i'm talking about no she w- <laughs> did you not see inception i did but you know i don't like that's not my favorite movie of all time no it's a garbage movie yeah but she's in it so <laughs> i mean see that uh, I think Oscar nominated, maybe even one for Levy and Rose, where she played Edith Piaf. Oh yes, 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 yeah? yes. Ringing, ringing bells. Okay, I'm g- I've I've called up uh, the Google file on her. I'm seeing photographs mm-hmm. now. Okay, good, good. Yes, she's in that Assassin's Creed movie that I'm sure you saw. I didn't see it because you, you told what? You're the 
biggest fan of that franchise I know. <laughs> yeah, but you told me the film was garbage. Well, that doesn't mean you shouldn't see it. <laughs> uh, Contagion. I mean, it goes on. She's been in a million things, she and she's in, always uh, great. The Dark Knight. I remember her from The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah, she's in The Dark Knight. Yeah, of course. She was like the uh, the betrayer, right? She's the one that like, stabs Batman at the end or something like that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, 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 what's his name's daughter? Oh. Oh, Gordon. Right? Uh, Raz al Ghul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. She was Raz al Ghul's daughter. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just, there is something so French and wonderful about her, and I could just listen to it for hours. Oh, nice. Yeah. That would be. So there you go. It would be fun, you know, if she was like mispronouncing people's names and stuff. That would be funny. <laughs> Well, now, this is pipe. <laughs> what? She's a s- smart. <laughs> no, I'm sure she Wonderful would, woman. She'd rehearse it, the whole book, and, and make sure she's got, you know, all the pronunciations yeah, down. Yeah, she would get through that phone book before ever presenting it to an audience. That's right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 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 From Albertson yeah. to Zwieg, she'd go There'll through that no, whole book. No besmirching <laughs> Cotillard, mister. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything. All right. Bye. I was just making a joke. <laughs> he didn't mean it. I'm sure he didn't mean it <laughs> about besmirching Cotillard. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got for me? All right. I'm going with uh, a gentleman uh, who is known to uh, to mammoth files like us. Oh, fantastic! For his terrific performance in the movie Heist. Okay. He, he <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I get one more hint? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find a good Cause one. Because it's, it's two guys at this point. It's one oh, of two guys. Oh, you got it down to two guys. Okay. I believe I do, yeah. Uh, he, he uh, let's, I'm trying to find one that's not going to like totally give it away. Sure, sure, sure. But it's it's hard to... Uh, he was does also, it rhyme with Smellroy Dindo? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does rhyme yes, with Smellroy it Dindo. It's our good friend Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo. I love it. Great choice. Oh, Great choice. You. I love Delroy Lindo. He is As just, do I. Like when he gets excited and those eyes get real big and his mouth gets yeah. all tight and everything. He's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. Like he could yell the phone book at me all night and I would just yeah. love it. And I would feel like there was something horribly wrong. <laughs> That's right. And he's just like reading the phone book. I'd be like, oh my God, what's going on, Delroy? <laughs> yes. He's so good. Delroy, how can I help? <laughs> He's so good. You know, his first movie role was in a uh, more American Graffiti, the sequel to American Graffiti in 1979. That couldn't have been very good. I, I didn't no. see it. Did you see it? I don't think I've ever seen it. No. Okay. And it was just like a cash, you know, it was just like, a, you know, let's make some money off of American Graffiti kind of movie. Right. Uh, and then he didn't appear in another movie for 10 years and he went and did some stage work. And in 1982, he was on Broadway in the Ethel Fugard play, Master Harold and the Boys. Oh, I love that play. Yeah, it was also directed. That production was directed by Ethel Fugard, too. Really? Yeah. So he's gotten you to had work with Delroy him. and Ethel? I know, right? Come on, that must Together? have been fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. And then he uh, got a Tony nominee. Uh, he was a Tony nominee for uh, an August Wilson play called Joe Turner's Come and Gone in 1988. Oh, I remember that play kind of. I never read it, but I think I saw it. Well, it came and, and went. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, that's what it does. <laughs> it runs in streaks. That's right. And some of his movie roles that we'll remember him from uh, Malcolm X. Uh, sure, sure. Crooklyn 
1994. Great in Crooklyn. Yeah. And kind of a John Amos figure in Crooklyn. Yes, really, yes. really great. One really of my great. favorite performances of his is Get Shorty in 1995. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, and apparently Samuel Jackson was originally considered for that role because he had just gotten finished working with Travolta on Pulp Fiction. And they were like, hey, let's get the, that magic combination back together again. Right, but that it, guy's great. It didn't work out, so they got Delroy instead, which probably worked out better. Airsats Sam Jackson. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For sure. He's like a classier Sam Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, you know I mean that's a nicer way to say it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> not that I have no, there's nothing wrong with Sam Jackson. You know I love Sam no, Jackson. No, Sam Jackson's pretty classy too when yeah, he wants to be. Absolutely. Yeah, for he sure. He did the Cider House Rules in nineteen ninety nine. Oh, see. Heist in two thousand one. And then recently, he oh, he also played Satchel Paige. I've never seen this movie, but now I've, I'm dying to see it. He played Satchel Paige in a movie called Soul of the Game in 1996. Never saw it either, and it sounds like I should. It sounds great. And, of course, recently he was in a movie called The Five Bloods on Netflix, yes, which is a Spike I, Lee joint. It's in my queue. I have yet to see it. I've seen half of it, and it's really good. Yeah, you've seen half of it, yeah, and it's really good. I haven't finished it yet, but it's really good. <laughs> Both halves of those of that sentence seem to be in conflict. <laughs> no, the first half is good. Why did you not continue to watch it if it was so good? I don't remember. I was I had something to do. I was doing something. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm halfway through. I'm going to finish this it. This movie's fantastic. I'm going to turn it off now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I mean, there you go. And I didn't know this, that Delroy Lindo... Uh, is a son of Jamaican parents, and he was born and raised in Lewisham, England, until his teens when he moved to Toronto. Until this day, he still considers himself British and is a big fan of the Arsenal soccer team. Now, see that? Yeah, that uh, you always hear this. Some somebody has a very interesting voice. Some something you want to hear. Something you want to listen to. Why is it so unique? I can't really pin it down. It doesn't have a regionalism that I'm familiar with. It's because they've they sort of bounced around. Kobe right. Bryant is like this too. Right. Like why is he pleasing to listen to? I don't know because he he has he's taken accents from a bunch of different places. That's right. So that might explain the, what the 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 loveliness of Lindo. That's right. And of course his last name in Portuguese means pretty. And in Spanish we You're all damn know right. Lindo of course in Spanish means cute. Yeah. So and he's all those things. Yeah. And and Delroy means motherfucking. <laughs> So, <laughs> motherfucking cute is what his name translates. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Am I up? Am I up? You are up. You're up. Do what, what do I do? Do I do a lady list or 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 man <laughs> mess? So you've segre- mess you segregated your lists between men and I, ladies. I mean, I I I didn't want any funny business. <laughs> With some of the fellas, Connery included, you never know <laughs> what's going to happen. You got your Connery into my coty yard. See, you can't have it. You can't have it. <laughs> Two great tastes that taste great together. And yet, I think Marianne would be uh, under protest. But I'm going to, I got, uh, I got, let's see, I'm going to go with, here we go. I'm going to go with this one. I've been watching a bunch of uh, a show, a Netflix show that's been on Netflix for a while now. I've been watching it because. It's uh, like a bowl of Fruit Loops, you know? It's got nothing good for you, but it's uh, something sweet when you need it, you know? <laughs> it's the Star Trek Next Generation series. Oh, okay. And uh, all I have to say to you is engage. Oh, yes. Right? Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart could read me any phone book, 
any day. Yeah, that's that's a great choice. He's like I think one of the reasons I love watching Next Gen is specifically because of his voice. Oh, I think sure. It just it just puts me in such a comfortable, peaceful place. And his presence, you know what I mean? He's just such a like a commanding kind of guy and He is, yeah. But yet yeah. but yet he's very like down to earth at the same time. He yeah, he's very easygoing, very fun, yeah. very funny. Yeah. And he's done a bunch of like one he used to do the one man um Christmas Carol. The one carol, man Christmas carol. Which must yeah, have been I was, amazing. I was going to talk about that. They, the PBS did a filmed version of it. So like f- like fi- filmed theater. Yeah. And he is uh, like literally when I hear tour de force, that's the performance I think. Of. Uh-huh. Like you hear you s- people say it a lot, but like play every character in a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> and do it like amazingly. Yeah. And, you know, then you're a tour de force. Yeah. That's the kind of person I want to see read the phone book because he can exactly. do, you know, he can do anything with any any name just kind of off the off the cuff you know what i mean he can exactly just become another character right before your very eyes yeah he's he's amazing uh i, I w- one last thing i want to say about him is in last night's episode or the episode that i watched last night he was telling the character of data you know the data character yes i do uh he was essentially saying not right now and what he said was later data <laughs> And I have been saying that all fucking day. I've just been every <laughs> later data. <laughs> I love it. I love him. I love that. Read me the phone book, that, Sir Patrick. That's awesome. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of the original Star Wars series, and I never got into the Next Generation S- Star Trek. You so you like? I mean, you're the bit. You're the Kirk guy. You yeah. like the Kirk and the Spock and the whole deal. Yeah. I would say give Next Gen a try. I mean, I I hesitate to tell you to watch anything because I know that means you probably won't. <laughs> but it's it it hits all those same marks. Yes, yes. The, I think it's the second best of the of the iterations of Star Trek. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you one thing that bothers me about that show, and it may have been why I eventually decided I couldn't get through with it, is the woman, the the brunette with the big like poofy hair. Who's sure. like the the mysterious like whatever counselor she is. Deanna Troy? Yes. Oh, I can't stand her. Yes. Her voice drives Why? me crazy. I, I, what? Yes. It's like it's like it's like fingernails on a chalkboard when I hear her talk. You're kidding me? No, I can't stand that. I mean, I don't want her to read me the phone book, but it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that she like I have to turn the TV off as soon as she starts talking because it's just that's kills fascinating. Me. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's, well, uh, yeah, that w- that's gonna co- that's gonna come back to haunt you. Yeah, she's like if the, you op- watch that, that's like the opposite of what we're doing now. Like <laughs> 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 actors, she don't want to hear at all. Yeah, I have a few of those too. I don't think she's one of them, but yeah, she's in the middle for me. Yeah, not, not great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Later, data. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with someone who's going to be a familiar name to listeners of this podcast. Lay it on us, baby. And it's, uh, it, it, there's going to be a couple probably, if you know me and you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you'll probably be guessing already some of the names that are on my list. Uh, this guy, um, let's see, I'll give you, uh, to introduce him, I'll give you a quote, um, from him. From him, yeah, nice. he he won a single Oscar in his career, and it like changed his career. Uh, but right after he won the Oscar, he didn't work for a while, and um, people called it like the Oscar curse or the Oscar sure. jinx. You know what I mean? Sure. And t- to in response to that, he said this, and I quote: "The Oscar is the single most important event of my career. I have dined with kings." shared equal billing with my idols, lectured at Harvard and Columbia. If this is a jinx, I'll take two. 
I'll take two. That's right. And it's guy wants a double jinx. <laughs> and it's the great F. Murray Abraham. Oh, F. Murray. Yes. You love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. You've always loved this guy. I do. I love this guy. I love bony him so much. Bony knees, though, yes? Very bony. You don't want to sit on his lap for long. <laughs> but man, you, you would want to hear him read you the phone book. You just wouldn't want to be sitting on his lap at the time. Fair enough. I would probably opt out of that performance, to be honest with you. The F. Murray? That's right. Oh my gosh. I know. I know I look, I'm I'm here to support you. <laughs> I just I don't know if I could sit through F. Murray doing Wow. It. Well let me run through some of his tidbits and maybe please this will do, help to do. get you back in in the saddle. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, in the F. Murray saddle. That's right. Back on the lap. <laughs> back on F. Murray's lap. <laughs> Did you know he was in the Fantastics off Broadway, like the original version of the Fantastics off Broadway in nineteen sixty. I did not know that. I know it's crazy, uh, and then he, he he bounced around. Does he, he does he sing? He does. He sings very well. I've seen him. Is that right? I saw him in a musical on Broadway called um, Triumph of Love, and he was great. It was him and uh, 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 oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. That lady. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and that lady. <laughs> Betty Buckley, that was it. Betty oh, Buckley. Oh, nice. Uh, they were great, amazing. He was terrific. Um, but yeah, he has a very lovely singing voice, actually. He's a very good singer. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, it's very mellifluous. That's why you'd want to hear him read the phone book. Fair enough. Uh, so in the 70s, he's, he was living in New York, and he was doing a lot of like New York you know, movie stuff. Like he did. Sure. Um, his first film role was a, a movie called They Might Be Giants from 1971 which I'm not familiar with. But then his next film role was uh, one of your favorites and mine, uh, Serpico with our buddy Uncle Al. Yeah, he's very good in Serpico. That's right. He's one of the like good good cops towards the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he did like an episode of Kojak. And then uh, I posted this picture recently of him driving a cab with Jack Lemmon in the back from Prisoner of <laughs> right. Second Avenue. <laughs> right. Which was fantastic. And that that's like fantastic. his whole part in that movie is like, th- you know, two minutes or 30 seconds. He's just the cab driver right. and that's it. And then he played a mechanic in the Sunshine Boys with Walter Matthau and oh, uh, yeah. George Burns. And then he, he, you can spot him in uh, All the President's Men. He's one of the cops that like breaks into, the, or not breaks into, but, but discovers the Watergate break-in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, and he got kind of frustrated after all that stuff. And he quit acting in 1978 and uh, went home and played with his kids. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing... He was apparently doing Fruit of the Loom underwear commercials in the 70s when the guys were dressed up in the suits. You remember that? Sure. And he was one of the guys in the suits. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. There's been... That's super weird. <laughs> there's, there's de- was he the bunches of grapes? <laughs> there's debate over that. Whether he was, Which fruit was whether he? he was debate over whether he was the grapes or whether he was the fig leaf. <laughs> First of all, who's fucking debating this? <laughs> Well, there's a society. S- second there's of the all, F- the F. Murray how society. hard is this to nail down? <laughs> why is this? Why is it a debate at all? Well, the, the picture quality back then was very grainy. You know, <laughs> it's really, it's really hard to tell. There's a lot of grapes on the screen. You know, you don't know where to look. It's very confusing. <laughs> there's a lot of grapes. <laughs> Uh, well, that's uh, okay. Yeah, and then he came back in 1983 with Scarface, again with Uncle Al. Yeah, you know what, F. Murray, stay down, would what, you? What are you talking about? Stay, stay home with your kids. Well, no, we love, <laughs> we love F. Murray. He gets thrown out of the <laughs> helicopter in Scarface. It's fantastic. 
That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, two years later, he does Amadeus, and he wins his Oscar and, and all that stuff. And then he's back for good. That's right. T- two more tidbits, and then I'll get off of F. F- Murray's No, please. <laughs> Would you get off of F. <laughs> Murray, please? He was in, uh, in 1988, he was in a revival of Waiting for Godot at Lincoln Center. It was direct- Fun. directed by Mike Nichols. Oh, wow. And this was the one that starred Steve Martin, Robin Steve Williams. Martin. Robin Williams. Bill Irwin. And F. Murray Abraham. Oh, come on. Right? Murderer's Row. I know. I would have loved to have seen that. What are you talking about? I know. That's insane. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to narrow down who he was. Yeah, he was Pozzo. Pozzo, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Bill, and Bill Irwin sense. was lucky. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which makes perfect sense. I mean, Didoy. Right, exactly. Born to play it. And the last thing I'll tell you is he was born uh, in 1939 in Pittsburgh, uh, his father was Syrian and his mother was Italian. Uh, yeah. And he was born with the first name Murray and he added the F to distinguish his stage name. For Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just put that on there. He just, it means it, it's, it's his father's first name was Franklin or something like that. So it's, uh, it's a nod to his dad, but he's not I actually <laughs> named F. I always F. thought Abraham. it was Fuck Murray Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> you would like that, wouldn't you? He's also in uh, a Star Trek movie, is he not? That's right. He plays one of the like bad guy, uh, whatever. Yeah, Klingons he plays a great bad guy. Yeah, the yeah. Klingon guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a Khan esque figure, I believe. Yes, exactly. Uh, F. Murray's the best man. You got to get on board. All right, look, you're turning me around slowly. Because <laughs> any faster, and I'm just gonna cut myself on his bony, bony, angly knees. He's also great. I, a couple other great movies is in the Grand Budapest Hotel. He's fantastic in that. Well, that's a great movie, yeah. sure. And he's hilarious yeah. in that. And then, of course, in um, uh, Inside Lewin Davis, he's like right. he's like the MacGuffin kind of the thing he's trying to get to. And then he gets there and he's like, oh, it's F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is exactly how I'd feel. <laughs> oh, it's F. Murray Abraham. Great. <laughs> so there you go. That, I, I, that's F. Murray for you. That's great, and you and reading the phone book, you you would be enthralled from start to finish. Absolutely, having seen, I've seen this guy live a few times. He's one of those people who like as great as, as have he is I, by the way. Movie. Oh, good. When you see him live, you just I have such a, a greater appreciation for how good he is, having seen him like intimately in a play, and and just he's he's worked at the theater that I work for oh, regularly. Fantastic. Yeah, he's in in the lobby and the pictures and the whole sure, deal. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope he comes back. Uh, yeah. Me too. Because <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be like helping you out. I'll be help building the sets. And I'm like, that might, well, Hi, F. Murray. let's, let's, <laughs> all right, take it easy. <laughs> Remember me? We went in the lobby that time. Take a picture. <laughs> we went in the lobby <laughs> that time. I, I went myself meeting him in the lobby. <laughs> I was wet in the lobby when I met you that time. Remember? <laughs> Uh, well, that's great. Well, you you dry yourself off, and I'll get into I get into my next one from the lady list. Oh, great! Now I kind I gotta say I kind of hate myself for this pick because it's it's so it's obvi, you know. Oh, okay. It's like it's obvi, and she's very popular and super on the nose. But I there is something about her voice, and I could listen to her read the phone book. I'm talking about Scar Joe. Oh, one sure. One Scarlett Johansson. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. 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 I uh, I hearken back to her, where it was just her voice. I don't know if you saw that film. I did see that film, but liked it very uh, much. Yeah, phenomenal film, yeah. and she was very good in it. She is. You're right. Uh, 
it's it's uh, it's hard to do what she did in that film, and she, she it, we still kind of like felt for that thing, which was inanimate in a way. Right, right. Uh, and uh, yeah, and so yeah, so between that and her son's getting real low, big fella, and all that stuff, <laughs> I just melt like butter. <laughs> and as, <laughs> can't do nothing about it. it. Makes me real, real, real squishy in the knees. Yeah, and she's you know it's funny. Um, she's so big now that you forget like how long she's been doing this. Like she's been yeah, in long films time. for a long time. She was in uh, that Coen Brothers movie from a million years ago uh, with um, the man who knew to lit, not that man. Who knew right. Little, what's that called? The man who something with Billy Bob Thornton. Um, yeah. What was that called? Yeah, what was that called? It's a, it's a great movie. It's very weird. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, she, she has been at it forever. And the, she's in the, the, the girl with the, uh, Pearl earring, right? She was the right. she was the girl. Yeah, that's the, true. true. Yeah, she was the girl, right? With yeah. the pearl earring. Yeah, she's been around a long time. Lost in Translation, also in that era. Great one. You know? Yeah, she's terrific yeah. in that. That was the first time I ever noticed her. Like, I ever knew who she was. Uh huh. Uh huh. Was that movie? And she's she was so uh-huh. good in that. Yeah, she's great. I mean, she's great. She is great. There's no denying it. No. I I take um she did a she did a uh, an album of Tom Waits covers really uh, and she does she can really sing like it's it's pretty impressive melodically speaking now should she be doing Tom Waits covers no absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> in fact reviews lean towards quote judging it a noble failure while puzzling over its existence. <laughs> And I feel like that is right on the money. Yeah. Oh. But she really can sing, and it's just like it's just it's like it. Yeah. It's like smoky velvet goodness. It's wow. Nice. Yeah. It's delicious. She does have a smoky voice. You're right. I don't know if she smokes, but she does have sort of that uh, smoky quality to her voice. I, I'm going to tell you, I've discovered about myself. I definitely have a type vocally speaking. <laughs> because <laughs> all of the all of the ones in the lady file are they're very smoky, raspy, sultry. Etc. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a type too on my yeah. on my list. Yeah, um, but they're more like uh, like actors. You know what I mean? People who are like sure. known to be like root fruity, like classically trained actors. That's your jam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally so makes sense. Well, there you go, ScarJo. All right, ScarJo. Welcome to the whatever this is. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> All right, my turn. My turn. My turn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going with one of my actors now, again. <laughs> I'll put F. Murray in that group, and I'll put this guy in a group, too. You gotta, yeah. Uh, and, and again, listeners to this podcast will know my uh, feelings about this gentleman. Who, Your affinity. My affinity. I, I think he's our greatest living actor. What? Yep. Crazy. What do you mean? You don't even know who it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you're wrong. <laughs> I don't have to know who it is. I know who you are. <laughs> uh, and I'm, he's going to be in a movie coming out soon on Netflix that I'm really Ooh. excited about. The Trial of the Chicago 7. Have you seen this? Uh-huh. I have seen a trailer for this. Yeah. Yes. It's Aaron Sorkin written and directed. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's my, a, my, one of my favorite writers of all time. Right. It's a courtroom drama. Be yeah. still my heart. alley. And it has uh-huh. the greatest living actor of all time in it. No, not of all time. The greatest living actor currently alive. Currently, okay. Right. Uh, uh, and, and I'm sure you know who it is. Go ahead, tell us. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the great Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance. Yes. Yeah, you've said this about Rylance before. Yeah. 
greatest living actor. Yeah. He's not even the greatest living Mark <laughs> as an actor. <laughs> what are you giving me, Wahlberg? I'll what give you, you give Ruffalo me? before I give you Rylance. <laughs> no, Rylance. Rylance no, Ruffalo. There's three Ruffalos. <laughs> I'm telling you. Not, no, 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 no slouch Ruffalo for sure. But that just okay. tells you how great Rylance is. I, I think they're both fantastic. They are, but for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, okay. Give me, give me, turn me around on Rylance. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why I want Rylance reading the phone book. All right. Uh, let's see. He's won uh, three Tony Awards. That's a lot. 2008 for Boeing, Boeing. 2011 uh-huh. for Jerusalem, one of my favorite plays. And his performance of that was just like unbelievable. Okay. Okay. And then 2014, this is really great. Uh, he was nominated f- twice in the same category. Uh, for Best Actor in a Play for Richard III and Twelfth Night, which he was doing in repertoire. So, you know, That's one night he'd be playing Richard III, the next night he'd be playing Olivia in Twelfth Night. something else. <laughs> and he won the Tony Award for playing Olivia in Twelfth Night. And I saw that show, and he was fantastic. It was like you, you forgot completely that there was, that he, there was Mark Rylance. You know what I mean? He just kind of, yeah. what I think is great about him is instead of, you know how uh, you think of an actor like putting on the character, like putting on a costume, putting something on top of themselves. And what he does is like he does the opposite. He like takes away everything that's violence and can kind of like start with a blank slate yeah. and build a character. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Well, that's well described, buddy. And I don't think I don't think Ruffalo's doing that in rep. I really don't. So <laughs> I I take a step back on that stance. Okay, and of course you've seen him in Dunkirk, which I think he's Dunkirk, great of course. And it's yeah, that's one of those. He is great. It's a great uh, example of him like doing almost seemingly doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, he, he's just so real. You don't you forget that he's it, like an actor. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what you look for, or what you don't look for, right, when it, right. when you just forget that it's happening. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Bridge of Spies, you're like, who is this? Who is this quiet and reserved gentleman who I can't take my fucking eyes off? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And he won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor that year for Bridge yeah. of Spies, and he's fantastic yeah. in it. He's great. He's great yeah. in Dunkirk. And he's great in Ready Player One. Um, Ready Player One. Yeah. yeah. He plays like the. It's that's like a modern take on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and he plays right, like the Willy right. Wonka character, and he's just fantastic. Yeah. Um. And the other thing I'll 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 tell you to do if you want to get turned around on violence is go onto YouTube and watch his Tony Award acceptance speeches, because he he comes on stage and he does he just does this like a weird recitation every time like he doesn't say thank you for this or blah 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 he doesn't do a speech. He just recites a, a poem uh, by a friend of his named Lewis Jenkins, and every single one of them are brilliant, and his delivery is fantastic. Well, I will absolutely check that out. Yeah, they're great. It's like you can watch two of them in like three minutes, and it's it's well worth your time because they're well, all they're right. awesome. All right, Rylance, <laughs> greatest living Mark. There you go. I love it. <laughs> I love. It. Well, that's a great call, buddy. Oh, thanks. I don't know about the phone book aspect, though. Really? Uh, well, just watch these Tony Award speeches, and I think you'll get okay, the idea fair enough. of, fair of enough. what he can do. Like with again, with nothing. Like you just given, he's just walking up on a stage, hand him an award. What does he do? And he puts right. on a little mini show for you. You know what I mean? With That's nothing. With out of nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out of nothing. You got nothing, violence. <laughs> you got nothing. He's great. Okay. I great. I'm gonna check it out. Okay. Thanks for that, buddy. My pleasure. Here's a guy I could listen to read anything and everything all the time. 
Uh, he most famously said, shoot the glass. <laughs> shoot the glass. But he also famously said, going somewhere. Paul oh, yes. Now I know who it is. Okay. <laughs> you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. We lost him too soon. We did. Uh, here's a, a quote from Vox.com. Rickman's voice is deep and resonant with the kind of intrinsic gravitas most actors need years to even approach. It didn't matter whether he's delivering a snarling monologue or tossing off a soundbite at a press junket. When Rickman spoke, you listened. That's right. And it's true. Yeah, it is true. The guy never said a word. I wasn't like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Rickman, Alan Rickman, fantastic. So good. Yeah. He's great. So good. He's so great. The BBC once described his voice as sonorous and languid, and he revealed in an interview with NPR that he had developed his voice to overcome a speech impediment that he has at a child. He had as a child, it restricted the movement of his jaw. So he focused more on the tone than the pronunciation, and the two of those things met in shoot the glass. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, how about that? Yeah. And he really did like elevate the action movie villain. You know what I mean? Like uh, until Rickman came along, a lot of action movie villains were kind of crap ass. Cart- cartoony. Cartoony, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And he really yeah. brought some gravitas to Hans Gruber. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And when he was like playing that he was uh, Bill Clay, you know, like when he did that with his yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic tur- too. Turned yeah. it all around. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> So good. I love Rickman. I lo- I could listen to him for hours and hours on it. Yeah, him. he's great. No doubt. All right. Is that all you got on Rickman? That, I mean, that's enough. <laughs> why you got to why do you got to minimize it? <laughs> why do you got to diminish? Why do you use language that diminishes me? <laughs> I don't mean to. Well, is that all you got on Rickman? <laughs> like I should have more. That implies that I should have more. I came with quotes. You did. That was really good. I came I with love in my heart. <laughs> I did an impression. What the <laughs> fuck can I do for you? How do I make you happy? Okay. Uh, All right. Our next gentleman <laughs> will be another familiar name to listeners of this podcast. If you know my taste, I love that you kept it in the world. I love this. Yeah, you're gonna. You're, you can guess. Uh, you can guess this one easily. I'm sure. Awesome. I'll give you a couple of his credits and then see if you can. Uh, you can come up with it. Uh, North by Northwest. Hmm. Um, Lolita, hmm. The Verdict, <laughs> Child's Play, uh, the 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 um, A Star Is Born with Judy Garland. Okay, okay, I'm zeroing in on it. <laughs> I, I gotta give you more. <laughs> Do you need more? You're talking about James Mason. Yeah, there it, you right? go, James yeah, Mason. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> the great James Mason. The great James Who Mason. I just love to listen to. I, I, you know, it's a solid choice. <laughs> it would be such a great, such a great phone book reading. <laughs> it really would. And there's something, uh, you know, I have to say, in doing this research about James Mason, the things I found out about him are astonishing. And it was, I, I, my heart was swelling with pride as I was reading these little snippets about his life. And I was like, I can't believe James Mason is awesome actor. And also he all this stuff too, which I had no idea about. Well, what do you got? Give me some pride swelling tidbits. Right, I'm going to rip through them real quick. He was an avowed Great. pacifist and he refused okay. to perform military service during World War II, a stance that caused his family to break with him for many years. 
He was responsible for getting an unknown actor from New Zealand his first major film role. That actor was Sam Neill. Sam Neill. He was the original choice to play Professor Kingsfield in The Paper Chase, but had to turn down the role due to poor health. And then John Houseman, who did it, went on and uh, won the Oscar for that performance. He did it because he earned it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Eddie Izzard often uses an impression of James Mason in his stand-up comedy routine. That's true. I've seen a the, bunch of that. the yeah. voice of a confused, <laughs> dithered god. It's true. It's true. It's very funny. <laughs> Here's a good one. Uh, he's actually mentioned in the movie Rope as making an excellent villain. It's a, it's a uh, Rope is a uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. And then okay. 11 years later, he gets cast by Alfred Hitchcock as a villain in North by Northwest. Fantastic. Uh, yep. He refused to wear makeup. Refused, yes, do you say? He did not wear makeup <laughs> on, on film. He refused. No, uh, no. <laughs> Thank you. That no. shan't be necessary. reportedly he once saved the life of uh someone uh somebody's son at judy garland's house when the kid fell in the pool and james mason dove in in his clothes and fished the kid out that's crazy (laughs) this one i'll do it (laughs) will no one else okay (laughs) uh he apparently lived with his future wife pamela calino and her husband roy even after Mason married Kalino and Roy continued to live with them. <laughs> oh, Roy, you <laughs> cuckold. Roy, what is going on? Roy, could I have another uh, a, a gimbal, please, Roy? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he must have been a nice uh, guy. Roy, uh, trim, trim back the grass <laughs> on the curb, won't you? It was tickling my ankles. <laughs> That's insane. I know. I know. Uh, at Liza Minnelli's request, he read the eulogy at Judy Garland's funeral. At Liza's request? That's right. How about I it? I know. That's, that's a big ass. Yeah, it is, too. Yeah. Uh, James Mason had committed to recreating his role in The Verdict for a TV show of The Verdict, but his death caused the project to be abandoned. His death. Yeah, that breaks my heart because there was going to be... That's horrible. Was, that would have been a great TV I show. Know, it would have been so awesome. <laughs> it would have been King Cannon, the evil, you know, the evil lawyer. Oh, man. Week after week. That would have been amazing. We were robbed. We really were. Uh, we were robbed. He and his wife, Pamela, were cat lovers, and they collaborated on a book about their cats. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> If you haven't read this book, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> he appeared in four films directed by Sidney Lumet, The Deadly Affair, The Seagull, Child's Play, and The Verdict. The Seagull is great. Yeah. And The Verdict is great. I haven't seen the other two. Uh, I haven't seen The Deadly Affair, but Child's Play is pretty good, too. It's based on a play. It's pretty good. Uh, and critic Vincent Canby once said about Mason, he is, in fact, one of the very few film actors worth taking the trouble to see, even when the film that encases him is so much cement. Wow. That's high praise. It is. And that's all I've got on James Mason. High praise. But he's what a fascinating guy. <laughs> yeah, that he really is fascinating. I'm I'm still stuck with Roy. <laughs> I'm still back there with Roy in the in the cuckold house. Like, what's going on, Roy? I just want to slap Roy in the face must, and be like, Roy. He must have been a nice on. guy. He was Roy was like, I ain't got no place to go, Jim. <laughs> all right, you can stay here on the sofa. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) You can watch. (laughs) But please remain silent. (laughs) Thank you. 
It's just, I don't know. I don't like it. Something about it. I no, don't like. no, Roy, I don't wear makeup. Stop it. <laughs> For sure he doesn't. <laughs> all right. Is that all you got on Mason? That's all. That's all it is. That's, that's it. all it's going to do. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all. <laughs> you had tidbits for days brother. I really did I went overboard alright well this next fella you can't talk about voicing or reading a phone book without talking about this guy he narrates everything under the sun oh. if there's a thing to be narrated he narrates ooh, it ooh, ooh. Yeah, I think I know <laughs> go ahead Okay. Uh, should I continue with tidbits or do you want to guess now uh, uh, it depends how do you, how do you want to do it do you, uh, do you, you have want a reveal more? coming want- up or, or? I mean, I yeah. I mean, I have a reveal coming. All up, right, go, but go I, ahead. I can save it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got? Who narrates everything under the oh, sun? Morgan Freeman, of course. Morgan Freeman, exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And I was just gonna say, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> 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 I was just gonna go there. <laughs> but I mean, he's the, he's. You watch that Penguin John? Do you ever see that Penguin John? Oh, the March of the Penguins. The March of the Penguins. No, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen no. it. Well, listen to it. Okay. It's phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> and then the penguins march slowly home. <laughs> it's really fantastic. Well, that's awesome. And he's just got a voice for the ages. He does. I mean, I remember him from my childhood being Easy Reader on uh, Easy Reader. Yeah, yeah. On the Electric Company. Absolutely. And and because of the mellifluousness. Yeah. And I've always loved him ever since like childhood. Yeah. It's hard not to love that's him. That's right. And, it, you know, he's tr- just trying to drive you to the stove. <laughs> I was just going to say, Miss Daisy, I'm trying. I'm a grown man. How do you think I feel having to ask some old white woman I can make water? Now I got to make water, Miss Daisy. <laughs> now listen to me now. I'm a grown man. I love it. I love him. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, here's a quote from him about his voice. Oh, okay. Right. If you're looking to improve the sound of your voice, yawn a lot. (laughs) It, quote, relaxes your throat muscles. It relaxes your vocal cords. And as soon as they relax, the tone drops. The lower your voice is, the better you sound. There you go. I agree with that. That's true. I've heard that that before from other voice teachers. You've heard the yawning bit? Yes. Yep. Yep. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's an Alexander Technique thing, the yawning. To, it okay. is to like relax, Makes your, sense. Yeah, to relax your muscles. It's a, the whole physicality of the voice and the breath and all that kind of stuff. Right. Contagious yawning, though, is a real issue with that <laughs> method, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You start doing yeah. that while you're reading a phone book. That's a, that's a recipe for disaster. Tim Robbins is like, God damn it, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be good on this one. <laughs> but yeah, Morgan Freeman, when there's nothing else to be said about it. I mean, read the phone book. Read it to me. Read it to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? For sure. He's so great. He is, he's like the voice of God. You know what I mean? Like when you think about Indeed. the voice of God, that's what you hear. Indeed. Yeah, he's the best. All right. Sh- should I yes? double up or do, would you like, to, I mean, I don't know how many you have left. I've got two left. You've got two. Le- okay. Yeah. All right. So go, All right. We're good. We're good. You go. Are you sure you don't want to double up? No, I think we're good. Okay. I think you're, I think it's good. All right. Cool. Yes, I did more work. <laughs> yes, I care more, <laughs> but I'll, I'll just run mine off at the end there. All right. <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Give them to me. Okay. <laughs> All right, my next one is another uh, uh, great actor, but rather than being from the actor school, he's from more of the like modern American cool school of acting. Okay. All right. My kind of guy. Yeah. 
uh, and it's someone you'll you'll recognize instantly. Uh, here's a tidbit that that'll probably give it away. Great. He choreographed his own dancing in a 2001 Fat Boy Slim video. Oh, that's Chris Walker. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, come on, the the weirdest uh, inflections ever. Yes, I was going to say maybe the most singularly unique guy at f- like picking the phrasing of a of a sentence exactly that's what i want to hear yeah. reading the phone book it's for sure yeah you're absolutely right it's not going to get boring at all that's a great call <laughs> uh chris walken originally wanted to study dance not acting of course he was ranked number 96 in empire uk's magazine uh listing the top 100 movie stars of all time wow he was george lucas's second choice for the role of han solo in star wars you're kidding. <laughs> According to this. Uh, I guess that was on IMDb. That's where I got that one from. So I mean, ev- everybody was apparently going to be Han Solo before <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Harrison Nick Ford. Nolte. Like, I, you hear that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that that one's really interesting. <laughs> it is really interesting. Never uh, tell me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. He, bre- he uh, worked briefly as a lion tamer in a circus at age 15. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Of course. He, Chris Walken has a phobia of cars, of going too fast in cars. <laughs> Which I can only imagine being the guy like so, assigned to pick him up in the limo and take him to the set. Yeah, what if, what if you're his driver? Yeah, yeah that's, that's like, crazy. <laughs> hey, could you could slow it down just a little bit, <laughs> a little more slower, please? That's insane. <laughs> I know. He has an in, intense dislike of handguns. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good. good. That's where Walken and I intersect. That's right. It's a good thing. He has a st- <laughs> as do I. He has a standing in- invitation to host Saturday Night Live every year. Wait. Say that again. He has a standing invitation to host Saturday Saturday Night Live, like whenever he wants, basically. Whenever he wants. Yeah. If he's available and they're available, he can do it. That's crazy. Uh, he uh must have been at the that uh, the same parties that james mason was at because he danced with judy garland at liza minnelli's 16th birthday party wow (laughs) he's the second person in history to be nominated for both best supporting actor from the oscars for catch me if you can in 2002 great he's great he is great in that and worst supporting actor from the razzies in the same year and that was for the country bears in 2002 yeah can't say I saw that. No, one. I, it sounds like an animated like uh, Disney thing. Oh yeah, you're right. You might be yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's acted in over ninety films, and he rarely turns down a part under the belief that making movies, whether they turn out good or bad, is always a rewarding experience. I mean, you can kind of see that in his in his filmography. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's always <laughs> that he good. just says yes. Yeah, he's always good, but the movies are like. Eh, so yeah, the nice. movies are not always yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has two different colored eyes. One is blue and one is hazel. Hectochromia? That's right. I believe that's called. He- heterochromia. Heterochromia. Yeah. Um, he loves horror films featuring zombies. <laughs> um, he. Do you think he liked World War Z? I'm sure he loved it. <laughs> yeah. High intensity, high action. Yeah, he loved that. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Uh, he alternated with his brother, Glenn Walken, in the role of Mike Bauer on the soap opera Guiding Light from 1952 to 1956. Glenn Walken? <laughs> so the director was like, uh, uh, who's, uh, I just, I, I need somebody to play Mike Bauer. 
Give, 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 give me a walking. <laughs> Any walking will do. Give me, you want Glenn? Doesn't matter which one. You want one. Glenn or Chris? I don't care. How, does Glenn also have a career, D- or does that was he just one and done? I, I don't know. I didn't look into Glenn, but the, uh, he that's crazy. at the very least did did some guiding light. <laughs> uh, but Chris's performance as Nick in the Deer Hunter is ranked the 88th best performance on Premier Magazine's 100 Greatest Performances of All Time. I mean, that's got to be top four for him, right? Oh my gosh! Easy. To me, that's, top three. that's yeah, that's probably maybe his the best, best. one. Yeah, for yeah. me, that was yeah. like that one breaks my heart every time. And I forgot yeah, to mention totally. earlier under Madeline Kahn that she was number seventy-four on that same list for um, uh, Blazing Saddles, actually. So All right, we, we're not backtracking here. I know, I know. We go forward. Here's an, or we don't go. <laughs> okay, here's another tidbit about the deer hunter <laughs> and his his process when they were doing the Russian roulette scene in the Deer Hunter. He was remembering being sent to summer camp by his parents. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible summer camp. Right? I mean, it's, he must have it attended. It must have been awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also did not like my summer camp, but, so I, I'm with him on that. <laughs> and this is the guy who doesn't use a computer or own a cell phone. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the last yeah. little tidbit, uh, this is the only person I know on this list, on my list, who I know someone who's actually met him. Uh, and my fan, my, I probably have told this story before, but it's too funny to not repeat. Uh, my friend Dan Roebuck, who's an actor, has been in lots of stuff, uh, we did a movie with him one time. And he was so excited to work with him. And, and he saw Walken going to, towards his trailer. So Danny ran over to him to introduce himself. He said, hey, hey, Mr. Mr. Walken, hi, how do you do? I'm so happy to meet you. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you. I'm really excited about this project. My name's Dan Roebuck. And uh, Walken looked at him and said, so many names. <laughs> <laughs> and he went in his trailer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of on Dan Roebuck, too. <laughs> And you're like, why are you giving him your full name? <laughs> like, it's Chris Walken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, he's old and 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 time step addled. <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't have time for your names. I guess so. He's shuffling off to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's another tidbit I saw. He always tries to work a little dance move into every movie he's in. Yeah, and and yeah, and I love that about him. Yeah, I mean, he's the he's so yeah. good. He's does it. We've talked about him enough and you say deer hunter i say fat boy slim video is his finest that is amazing you know he's amazing it's pretty great right he's and i've I've, like i think we were all like that's the pulp fiction guy (laughs) that's another pulp fiction he's he's one scene and he steals the whole one scene and and he steals it yeah yeah and then also i've been watching i saw catch me if you can the other day uh again right and oh my god is he good in that like you, you forget kind of that he's in that because there's hanks and dicaprio but he is unbelievable in that movie. He's so good. Yeah, and and he's not in it much. He's he's Frank Abagnale's father. Right, that's yes. right. Yeah, and just a just a super stand up guy. And like I just yeah, he's great. And another, he's great. It, yeah, he's yeah, great. another great. movie that you forget is Seven Psychopaths because it's not a great movie, but he is amazing in that movie. Yeah, I actually like that movie a lot, and I think he's really good. Yeah, in he's it. fantastic. Yeah. Well, all right. Walking. Walking. Welcome to the party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to a very, very contemporary. I would say this actor is in her prime. Yeah. Um, just had her greatest success not a few years back. Okay. Um, and there is something about her voice that gives me the tingle. <laughs> <laughs> 
it i and like you know phone book you know what red book whatever book you got <laughs> recipe book i don't it doesn't matter what are you re- whatever you're reading i'm listening okay and her name is emma stone oh emma stone sure are you familiar with emma yeah, stone she's great she is great she's a very talented actor uh on top of being like you know gorgeous and and she's a triple threat and the whole deal she's the whole package right right she's great in uh, um, the, the favorite did you see the favorite the favorite yes of course yeah, she's great in that La La Land. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, to, uh, to the singing voice alone is is you know worthy of praise. Birdman. She was in Birdman, right? Birdman. Yeah. She was in Birdman. She's great. She's in a couple of Spider-Man films that I love. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it's I. I yeah. She's the she plays the Gwen Stacy, not the Mary Jane. Oh, okay. That that whole arc. Sure. Um. Yeah, I love her. I I I will I will always love her. <laughs> This is where I break into song. <laughs> and I... No. Uh, yeah, Emma Stone. The voice, I could listen to her read it all day, every day. She's great. She joked that her 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 rasp comes from having started smoking when she was four. A chuckle, chuckle. Uh, obviously, she did not do that. But uh, she does... She recognizes that she has a, a real intense rasp. She does have a rasp. And I guess that yeah. the, she's, I guess... In, even though she's joking, I guess she's saying that she is a smoker, and probably that's what. Get, no, no, she's, no smoking at really? all. Really, in fact, yeah, it's just a natural rasp. Wow, how about that? Yeah, yeah, she's got the super smoky, like uh, you know, voice, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah she does. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, Emma. Thanks, buddy. Emma, Emma, Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> She's at the Philadelphia DMV all of a sudden. <laughs> Emma, Stain. <laughs> How can I help you, son? <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, okay, so my last one here is... Uh, last one. You're wrapping it up on this one, huh? Yeah, I am. And this all is right. another, like, you know, actor who, um, you know, people would would say is one of the greats of all time. Right, right. Uh Let's see if I can find a, a juicy tidbit to, um, so that you would guess who it is. He's, he was voted the 20th greatest movie star of all time by Entertainment Weekly. 20th greatest? Yeah, that's probably low. You say that's low? I would. Okay. <laughs> Seems high to me. I'll give you a couple of, uh, of his turns in films, and you can probably figure out who he was. Uh, he's Please. In, he's in The Marathon Man. Um, okay. He was in uh, a little romance. Um, okay. He was in um, Hamlet. Uh, Richard the Third. Um, interesting. 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 He's, I'm coming up empty. Uh, Rebecca. Uh, he's great in Rebecca. That's a great movie. Wuthering Heights is another one he's great in. Really? Yeah. I I'm, I got nothing, buddy. Okay. Uh, well, I'll give you this cl- clue. He he was once uh, told that he should change his name to Larry Oliver. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, sure. Yeah, Sir Lawrence. That's right, Sir Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, he should have gone Larry <laughs> Oliver. Quite frankly, <laughs> apparently he would joke with friends after, like some Hollywood guy was like, "Hey," when he came to Hollywood, was like, "Hey, you should change your name, kid, to Larry Oliver." You know? Yeah, it's got pop. <laughs> see. <laughs> And he used to joke with his friends, like, can you imagine if I had changed my name <laughs> to Larry the Oliver? The very thought of it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that's really funny, Larry Oliver. Yeah, that's really funny. Such an American thing to be like, yeah, what? Who? Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> no one's gonna. You're never gonna make it here, kid. <laughs> no one wants to sit through an Olivier film, but Oliver. <laughs> right. Oliver's got guts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, he uh, is was the first thespian nominated for an acting Oscar in five different decades. Five different decades from the 30s through the 90s, or through the 70s. Sorry, 30s through the 70s. Uh, huh. He was nominated 13 times for an Academy Award, nine times as Best Actor, once as Best Supporting Actor, twice for Best Picture, and once for Best Director. That's cr- that's a crazy resume. Yeah, oh, he's he's so good. Um, uh, let's let's see if I have any older. Uh, he ha- there's a lot. I have a lot of tidbits about like his his wives and all that kind of <laughs> Thank stuff. Thank you, Popeye. Yeah, let me see if I have anything. Here's a good one. So, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. In 1985, uh, they they asked him to present the Best Picture Oscar at the uh, big ceremony, you know, and that's like the last one, right? So the whole show is over. He comes out at the end, ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence Olivier, and he <laughs> walks out to the microphone, and he forgot to name the nominees for Best Picture, and he just ripped open the envelope and went, "Amadeus." Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> The the original Oscar scandal, right? right? But I'm sure he pulled it off because he's Lawrence Olivier. You know, yeah. He's plus he was probably like, "This is really dragging on." (laughs) So, how about we cut to the chase? Huh? Uh, He uh, he won an Oscar for uh, his movie version of Hamlet that he directed, making him and Roberto Benigni the only two actors to have directed themselves in Oscar-winning performances. Oh, that's fantastic! Isn't that cool? That, yeah, that is really yeah. cool. Uh, and one time he was performing a live production of Hamlet, and he completely blanked during the to-be-or-not-to-be soliloquy. So uh, he sat down and remained there until he remembered the lines. <laughs> <laughs> While literally everyone else in the building was panicking. <laughs> it's like, <coughs> it's like <laughs> uncomfortable coughing. Right, right. People are unwrapping their candies. It'll, it'll come to you now. <laughs> Just relax and breathe. <laughs> and it turned out that's amazing. Late in his career, he developed a terrible case of stage fright. That's crazy. Yeah, in 1964, he was doing Othello, and he asked all the other actors in the cast never to look him in the eye because it would scare him too much, and he'd, he'd forget his lines. Oh my God! And for the last, for the ten years after that. Of his career, he 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 had this awful stage fright, but he he fought through it, and uh, and he did his final performance on stage was in 1974 in a play called The Party, in which he had to deliver a 20 minute soliloquy. Well, now I think 20 on the all time list is high. Oh, really? The guy but, couldn't even couldn't even get on stage with another actor looking him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's like part of the deal, man. <laughs> Right? Yeah. You sign up for looking at each other while you play a scene. <laughs> Isn't that the deal? <laughs> uh, so he fucking Larry Oliver. He discovered the actor Peter Finch while they were touring Australia with his like acting company, and and he he immediately signed him to a contract with the company. Uh, and so he came back to England with them, and then uh, Finch proceeded to cuckold his mentor and employer. <laughs> By betting Olivia, like Roy, by betting Olivier's wife, Vivian Lee. 
Uh-huh. Olivier was personally humiliated, but ever the trooper, he kept the talented Finch under contract. Right. Stiff upper lip and all that. <laughs> That's right. Keep calm right. and let him fuck her. And let him... <laughs> <laughs> Or whatever, you know. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and of course, yeah, we talked about Marathon Man, and, and Dustin Hoffman has said that contrary to rumors that he and Olivier didn't get along while they were making Marathon Man, uh, Hoffman says that Olivier and his then-wife, Joan Plowright, used to have uh, Dustin over to dinner several times, and at the end of filming, uh, Olivier presented him with his personal copy of the complete works of Shakespeare. Oh. Which is nice. That's a nice trophy to get. I suppose. Come on. I mean, Larry's it's a lot to have to carry home. <laughs> like, were, were you thinking of me or were you just unloading this on me? Like, Do you also need any pots and pans? <laughs> I also have an anvil, <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. That would be, a, that would be a, cherished, a cherished object of mine, for sure. Fancy a boomerang? <laughs> Uh, and I'll give it like a close with this quote uh, that he said. Uh, Larry said, quote, what is acting but lying? And what is good lying but convincing lying? Oh, yeah. I've heard this one and I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I love the guy. There's, there's a lot to love there. Do you have a favorite Olivier performance? Can you think of one that you I, like I think it's my favorite year, honestly. Oh, he wasn't in that. <laughs> oh, who That's, am I thinking? You're thinking of... Um, uh, what's his name from Lawrence of Arabia? You're thinking of Lawrence of Arabia, um, Peter O'Toole. Oh shit, I am. Then Marathon Man. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mine is Spartacus. I love him in Spartacus. He's just so good. Yeah. See I, you know, it if you haven't. I have. It's fantastic. I'd like you to get off my back about seeing these old films. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one more in the in the main list, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of honorables. Okay, perfect. So the honorables we can whip through, and and the the guy that's left on the main list is like, uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna throw you all for a loop. Really? Nobody's gonna see this coming. <laughs> I'm excited now. This is way out of left field. I feel like this is just a specifically a Zumbo thing. I don't think anyone else would agree. Oh, this is perfect. I love this. I think I'd be alone in the audience at the phone book reading. <laughs> But I love this guy's voice, and I could listen to it for days on end, and have, and I'll tell you why in a second. I'm talking about one Mr. Campbell Scott. Wow. Yeah, that right? That's a surprise. Ba-boom! <laughs> Mind blown. Known to Mammet Files from uh, right. The Spanish Prisoner. The Spanish Prisoner, that's yeah. right. He's in the world. He's in our little world here, that's and we right. love him. Yeah. We love him for that, but I love him for so many other things. Wow. He's narrated, he has narrated several audiobooks. He, it's like one of his things now. Okay. So he, he does that mostly. But before I knew that, I was gifted an audiobook um, from, uh, it was an Elmore Leonard book called The Big Bounce. Uh-huh. I don't know if you are familiar with... I know you're familiar with Elmore Leonard, sure. but maybe not The Big Bounce. Nope. Um, I spent a week straight just listening to that book and listening to, to Campbell Scott read it, and I, like, I, was, I was literally melted by his, his reading of that book. Wow. It, was, it made me want to listen to him d- uh, for the rest of time. Wow. I, I don't know whether to be engaged or engorged. <laughs> it, it's... <laughs> 
Campbell Scott is, I don't know what it is about his voice, but it like it seeks something in my brain. It's like ASMR, but better. Oh. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's unwavering. It's so calm. It's just amazing to me. Campbell is mm-mm good. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer the chunky, <laughs> or the chunky as it is. <laughs> the chunky, yeah, I love Campbell Scott, and uh, if you haven't listened to him read an audiobook, I, I I really think it's the it's the thing he was born to do. He's great at it. Oh, that's great. He's great at it. That's so cool. Yeah, there is a um, there used to be a, a show uh, on NPR where. Uh, celebrities would come in and read a short story. Do you remember this? Like live, they would like live That rings read. a bell, yeah, for sure. And it was fascinating. And you could tell, it really separated the 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 good actors from the great actors, the one who could just read a piece of prose and really bring it to life you right. know, while you're listening to it without even seeing them uh, versus the ones who, who just kind of got through it. You know what I mean? And it was... Right, I d- yes, yes. And that's absolutely. what it reminds me of. Your, your description of Campbell Scott's reading kind of reminds me of that. yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. He just he can take the prose and really just make it sing. It's it's he's spectacular. Oh, that's great. He's spectacular. <laughs> I'm I had I had a fantasy once about just getting Campbell Scott's face on a t-shirt. That's how much <laughs> I like Campbell Scott. Wow. This is yeah. new information for me. I'm, I'm glad crazy, to know it. Right? Though. Yeah, I'm I glad know. to know it though. This is great. Yeah, I mean and you know he comes from the great lineage. His bloodline is is that of genius. Who? Who? I don't know. George George C. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that once before ah, on the podcast. Probably we did. That's yeah. amazing. And I, you know, uh, George C. is a totally different actor from him. You know, like they are. Right. They couldn't be more diametrically opposed in style. Agreed. Agreed. But that's fascinating. And that's. I think that's great. I think Campbell Scott was like, it's a little much, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't get the nose either. Like he got mom's no, nose. No, he sure or whatever, didn't. You know, no. which is good. No, handsome too. Campbell yeah. Scott, very handsome. Totally. Very handsome man. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And now he's he's let himself go gray and it's even more in, engaging. It's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I love Campbell Scott. Well, we got to get him working on something big. You know <laughs> what I mean? So we can all enjoy him more, you know? I w- yeah, I would like that. But in the meanwhile, check out one of the many books he's now. All right. I'm he's, glad to hear he's, he's great working. at it. Yeah, that's good. He's He's great at it. All right. Um, I have uh, one, two, three, four, five honorable mentions. I can just whip through them. We don't have to spend a lot of time. All right, hit me. Um, the the first one I'm going to do is left the, on the lady list, and I don't think we can bring up uh, l- listening to people do something without mentioning Kathleen Turner, right? Oh, sure. I mean, that voice. That's sultry right there. That's what you call sultry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, she's terrific. So she's great. She's a storied history, Jessica Rabbit, blah, blah, blah. You know, it goes on and on. She's phenomenal, and her voice is, is beyond measure, yeah. I think. Body, her performance in Body Heat is like off the charts. Body Heat, another uh, great example. Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then for the remaining four honorable mentions, I would like to just, I'll do an impression. Yes. Oh, this is and good. And you, you call out the, the, the actor. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a try. Uh, you picture picture this one with an enormous mustache <laughs> abrading my upper and lower lips. <laughs> the dude abides. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, Sam what, Elliott. Sam Elliott. There you go. That's how right, great yeah. is his voice? It, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Right? Totally amazing. You could, I could listen to him all day. Absolutely. Uh, here we go. Another honorable mention. Time is a flat circle. 
Oh, I know that. Time is a flat circle. I know that voice. <laughs> you do, don't I you? I do. Uh, 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 say something <laughs> else. You know what's great about 16-year-olds? Oh, that's Matthew McConaughey. That is <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that guy's voice. I do. <laughs> and you 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 you'd go, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, for sure. You'd go to the phone book reading. You know, it would be a little bonkers too, because he's like a little <laughs> wacky. You know, you yeah, know, he'd be, be playing the bongos shirtless. Yeah, he'd be high as a kite. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would be really fun. Yeah, it would be super fun. Right. <laughs> like a drum circle phone book reading. <laughs> be great with free drugs. You know, just shared around <laughs> with everybody. It'd be great. And and may, this fella, this next fella, maybe uh, has voiced over more than anybody else that we've talked about. Okay. Like I, the in the annals of voiceover, maybe more than anyone else. The spiny-tailed horny toad seeks its prey at sundown. <laughs> is it David Attenborough? Yeah, it is David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to listen to him read the phone book? I would. You would, right? I would. I just saw an interview with him on sixty Minutes the other night. You did, yeah. Uh, he's, he's he's all vegan all of a sudden. Yeah, vegan and, and a big climate change activist now yeah, because he's yeah, been finally. traveling the world seeing the destruction that we have been doing. Right. And he's very, very concerned. Yeah. So, yeah, but and yeah, great voice. Great voice, right? Yeah. So good. And been doing it for so long. And he makes like, you know, he, he makes nature films really cool and fun. Yeah. And for exciting sure. and all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, really cool, fun, informative, pleasant to listen to. Like, I've drifted off to sleep listening to so many of his things. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It just is. A, he's a calming presence in my life. <laughs> Here's a surprise. That's your last uh, honorable mention. Is that right? I have one more. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Are you sure? Yeah. You got a surprise. I'm though. just wrapping up, so I want to no, hear I'm your last one. All right. Well, the last one is I would I would have been remiss had I not brought this gentleman into the four, not because his voice is particularly pleasant in any way but i would just like to provide an example of what a phone book reading might sound like okay rj mcgillicuddy 609-555-4938 i was waiting for this wouldn't you love that i would love that i've been dying i was that was almost my i was almost going to say i'm surprised that Uncle Al did not make your list. Anywhere. Alphonse, you knew he was going to make. He the had list. to. I mean, I would. I just. I. I felt like in this. In this particular arena, there were guys more suited to what we were focusing on. But he would still. What a great phone book reading he would oh, do. Absolutely. I mean, I. I've seen him. In when I saw him in China Doll, I saw him performing something even more boring than a phone book. <laughs> so I can assure you, him reading the phone book would be better than that. I love that. <laughs> You're unlisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I would love that would to be see Al do that. Yeah, absolutely. It would be great. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, was, he was someone I certainly considered, but I was like, well, I'm pretty sure Zumbo's going to catch that one up, so I don't really need yeah, to have him on yeah, my list. It wouldn't, yeah, you know, any opportunity to talk about Alphonse, you know. Absolutely. I'm going to get him in there. And my other surprise was that he's the only one now of of, of our our cast from Glengarry Glen Ross that made the cut. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. All dynamic actors, but I, there's something about this spe specific task that I think other guys are more suited to. Yeah. I mean, I would not I'd turn down a ticket to see any of our guys in our movie read the phone book. 
No, sure. You know, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, but I, but yeah, I think you're you right. You want an area code? <laughs> you want a fucking area code? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. It, it's, they'd all be great. They would be great. They would all be great. I don't know. I don't know if this is Adamson or D- a Dameson. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know. It's, Who, it's, do I start at the A's or <laughs> what, where should I start? I, maybe I go backwards. Oh, hold maybe on. I'll start with Zumbo. Hold a second. I have the yellow pages here. This is not the right. <laughs> this is not the right book. This is for businesses. <laughs> I don't. This is not for people. <laughs> I need the residential. Can I get? <laughs> can I get the residential? <laughs> they're white. I'm sure they're white. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I got the yellow. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty great. Yeah, I wouldn't turn them down at all. But but yeah, I think there are others who may be more uh, well suited to this task. Absolutely. Well, man, that was fun. Well, that was fun. I hope it was fun for people to listen to. Yeah, who knows? Or it might have been like listening to us read the phone book. That's at Bill Weingartner. (laughs) Let him hear it. Let him hear it. But yeah, we're but but consider us back now, right? We're back. Are we back now? We are back. We are back. Okay, good. Well, uh, we'll, new episode next week. All right. (laughs) If for those of you who are following the story, (laughs) we're gonna fire Grace back up. That's right. That's another thing. I had Grace with me. That's you. That's right. You could do nothing. No, I couldn't. I w- I said I was going to take her and try to work on her k- kindness circuitry, <laughs> and uh, no no such luck on that. But she- we'll get her fired back up again. Yeah, get the dust off. You know, get her all we'll get ready to go. You know, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Good. Yeah. Well, you've thrown down the gauntlet. Another episode n- next week, so that's good. Next week, yeah, right. it's going to happen, baby, for sure. Yeah, I'm, we're back up and running. I'm back. At, I'm, I have a place now. I have a roof <laughs> squarely <laughs> over my noggin. <laughs> it's good. It's good to see. It's good to yeah, hear. Yeah, thanks, buddy good to feel yeah all right high then. ceilings too they're way up there. are they really high yeah i got some high ceilings yeah nice yeah yeah that's good yeah they're skying so you up got 10 there. 10s or 12s what do we work i got 10s easy 10s 10s easy well that's four nine three eight all right all right then i guess yeah i guess we're done buddy thank you for your patience thanks for doing this again with me i love you i missed you oh likewise it's good to be back it is good to be back and and we hope that you out there listening think it's good to have us back (laughs) yeah and you know we'll keep and uh, and even if you don't just tell us you do there you go yeah i mean what's it what's it cost you what's it gonna hurt yeah yeah anyway all right, so anyway. uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week with more shenanigans. Regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye-bye. What would David Mamet think? What would David Mamet think? Hate it, love it, tell us to shove it. What would David Mamet think? Okay, we're not doing the what would David Mamet think at the end of that, huh? <laughs> No, we don't have to. It's fine. That's okay. I actually think we should include this part, though. <laughs>